Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Good morning, City Life. Yeah. How y'all t- <laughs> This is my couples group over here. I love them. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. My name is VJ. I am super honored to be here. Welcome, Gabe. Super honored to be here. Thank you guys so much, City Life, first and foremost, for welcoming me and my family. Team Chandra, my wife, Jennifer, uh, my sons, my two boys, Arlo, Azariah, and Atlas Agape. You guys have truly made us feel loved, belong, and have purpose here. All the way from Florida to Michigan. I know it's a recurring theme. Why, do we, why are we going up to Michigan? You guys know why you're Michigan. It's a great place, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we are in, well, before we go forward, you know that saying, April showers bring May flowers. Why is it still snowing? Why? Why? Tell me. I know there's a method to the madness. It's normal for you guys. But why? Oh, my gosh. Trust the process. Trust the process. Trust the process. It's all in time. Okay. Got it. Let's pray, guys, before we move forward. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for who you are, God. Thank you so much for believing in us as we believe in others, Lord. Thank you so much for being an example that we really, truly want to live by. I pray that you can take hold of our hearts, open our hearts right now, open our minds, permeate our souls, God, transform us. I thank you that we um, are not on a stage to perform, God, that we are on a platform to influence. I thank you that this is not just a building, that we have activity that comes on and that goes on, I should say, or, or anything like that, but we have a house, your house, that we come and we're transformed. Thank you for changing lives and for reaching others, not just in this city, not just in this zip code, not just in this area code, but beyond. That's what you do, God. You move in mighty ways. So thank you, Jesus, for what you're gonna do today. So let me be your um, instrument. You be my mouthpiece. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So the roots that we've been talking about, this is a great series, isn't it? Get rooted. We got the seed, the source. We got community. Come on, you guys can help me out. Fruit, what was last week? Tending. You guys can talk back. Come on now. Let's go. Tending. And today we got bigger tree, which is one of my favorite things to talk about, bigger tree. And a lot of times we can relate, you know, to wanting somebody that's wiser than us, someone has more experience, that's run more laps than us, you know, that's gone through, it's natural, right? So that's gone through the ups, the downs, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we want, we have questions, right, of how to succeed as being a better father, better mother, better brother, better sister, you know, be a better spouse. And that person is often considered a bigger tree or like a mentor. And let's take a look at this, this word mentor. It's an experienced and trusted advisor. They advise or train, in parentheses here, it says someone, especially a younger colleague. I wanna highlight that later on in the service, so write that down. By the way, you guys, I don't, I don't crypto mine, but I do mine with nuggets. So if you have your journals, if you have your notes, today's a great day for that, all right? We have the bigger tree and the little tree. We have a analogy here of a bigger tree and a little tree. And one of the most iconic mentorships, bigger trees, is Paul. He's my hero, man. He's an inspiration in the New Testament. And his, his Timothy was a little tree. That, you know, he covered his little tree. Paul, if you haven't known, before his conversion to Christianity on the road to Damascus, I mean, he was out there slaying Christians, right? He was taking people, literally asking people and ordering them to come out of your household and they're going to be imprisoned. And he was in charge of the first stoning with Stephen. 
are the first martyr to this date. But Paul had that transformation on the road to Damascus. And then he started, you know, the missionaries of the missionaries. He's the greatest of all time, right? When it comes to missionary work, he planted over 14 churches. He wrote 13 books in the Bible. I mean, he was a beast, beast mode, hashtag beast mode. And Timothy got to sit front row seat to that. He soaked it all up. He was stretched with his faith. Paul saw something in him that he didn't see in himself. First Corinthians 11.1 1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So follow me as I follow Christ. And I wanna highlight some mentor, mentorship nuggets here. Mentors do so many great things. This is what stuck out to me the most when I was studying this past week. Mentors get us out of our comfort zone. How many know that it's very easy to be in our comfort zone, very easy to be comfortable? Complacency is, ugh, is dragging. It's something that we need to address in the church as well. We need to get out of the comfort zone. We need to get a point where we're content. Agree? Amen? Yeah. Two, they know what failure looks like. A lot of times, your leader or your bigotry is gonna walk through that muddy, that muddy area so you have a paved way behind it. They're gonna make sure that you don't have to go through that. Three, this is one of my favorite ones, is legacy. We're so worried about our first impressions so many times that we forget about the last same impression. That first impression, yeah, oh, we're all there, our makeup's all on, and you know, we're just being the best version of ourselves in that moment, but then what about the other part of our legacy? Is that just who we are, just the first moment? No, you're gonna see the ugly, you're gonna see the real, you're gonna see the raw with any of us if we're true. You can't put on a front forever. So that last impression, I like to think of it like, here's the little time on earth that we have, right? The earthly impacts, but your mentor will give you that, the infinity, right, which is the eternal, the eternal impact. They'll put you on that trajectory of life in a positive way. And fourth, obviously they teach us, they correct us, they challenge us to grow in the things of Jesus, to point us to Jesus Christ, right? First Corinthians two, I'm sorry, three, one through two says, but I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ, babe in the faith. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And that's, that stuck out to me so much because just this past week, I was putting my son to sleep, my oldest son, and he goes, Daddy, do we grow back as babies? And I was like, I wanna chuckle. I'm like, yo, let's watch Benjamin Button right now. I'll show you what it's like. But no, I mean, it was so innocent, his question. I'm like, and I, I looked at this verse and I was like, oh, how many times is us as Christians are we not wanting to be challenged? Are we wanting to just stay where we're at? Babes in the faith, right? We don't wanna go out of our comfort zone. We don't wanna oh, be stretched. We don't wanna be challenged or corrected. Our growth is then stunted. This is a perfect picture of this, you know, staying within your tank and you're contained, your growth is stunted. You're not seeing your potential lived out. Break free from your surroundings. Break free from that captivity. You know, you're made for so much more. One of my favorite quotes of all time Albert Einstein says, a ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you want to make sure your ship is safe. You know, you got the, the lugs and the nuts. They're all in order. You got a good captain that's, you know, competent to be able to go on the journey. But ultimately, ships need to be made to withstand storms, waves, hurricanes, whatever might, may happen, you know. Um, I mean, it's going to get crazy out there. Bermuda Triangle, I don't even know if that's real, but all these crazy things that can happen. And I think about it, I'm like, the safest place that we can be as Christians is in the center of God's will. So I don't know about you, but God's will is gonna happen whether we like it or not. It's gonna happen whether we're in it, in the center of it or not. So wouldn't you rather be in the latter or would you rather be in the center, right? 
Uh, we have a list of different Paul's, different type of mentors here. We got business mentors, they were business savvy, financial. How many of y'all need a budget, you know? Help with your budget, share plan. Yeah, it's not just me, right? Okay, good. All right, so ministry, teachers, coaches, shout out to all the coaches out there in sports and from high school, college, all the way to, the, to up in the professionals. I mean, these people are real people that we can point to that are in our lives, that are firm trees. And I wanna talk about some specific mentors for me, some specific um, trees in my life that were bigger trees. Um, naturally, I was drawn to wanting a spiritual father or um, you know, that spiritual covering of a bigger tree because I grew up without a father. And thankfully, I was blessed to have that spiritual men and women in my life that, that played those roles in my life. So for example, my godparents, my godfather, he showed me what it was like to be present in the household as a father. My godmother, every now and then she sends me texts and, and pictures and she encourages me with wisdom, with uh, scripture. Um, she, every time she goes to walk on the beach, she's like, I'm thinking about the Chandras every time I watch on the be- walk on the beach. So that just gives me so much inspiration and encouragement just in that. And then we have somebody like Pastor Tommy. You guys know Pastor Tommy? Yeah. So he comes to City Life a lot. He's from Crossover. That's where I'm from, Tampa, Florida. And he's actually an overseer of the church. He's somebody that's Jerome would be considered um, he's, he's his bigger tree, Jerome's, Pastor Jerome. And he just told me how to be a spiritual believer, how to be more spiritually mature, how to grow, what it's like to be in ministry. Because I don't know if you guys are in ministry or you've ever been in the past, but ministry can be lonely. Ooh, we don't like to see that. You know, ministry can be lonely. And it's real. It gets real out there. It's people that will hurt you. You'll hurt them. It's just a mess. But God makes beauty from ashes, right? Amen. Another business-related mentor was my friend Brainerd. And Brainerd, he, he taught me integrity in the business world. He taught me how it is to be a Christian husband, how to be a Christian father, how to do things right. And he's actually in a blended family, so more props to him. Shout out to those in blended families. Man, you guys are carrying a weight that a lot of people don't understand, and you're doing it right. So we, we applaud you. Thank you so much. Another one, which I know that you guys know. If you don't know, now you know. Kendall, Kendall Kalat. Give her up for Kendall Kalat. Man, she is not just dominating with her marriage, you know, with Rhett, but also her kids as well, Kai and Ivy. I mean, she is just behind the scenes all over city life. So everything that, the systems, the operations, I mean, she's holding it down. She's killing it. She's crushing it. Thank you so much, Kendall. You're probably going to hate me for bringing this up because she's not one to want attention. So thank you so much. But last but not least, probably my most crucial and the one that actually I feel like is, is my bigger tree in this season over like almost eight years now is Pastor Jerome. Yeah. Our pastor, give it up for our pastor, y'all. Gotta show honor where honor is due. About seven years ago to this date, actually, this is pre-launch days of City Life. City Life was in 2015, September time. And this is March, right? So my wife and I, again, it's a recurring theme. We're going up to Michigan. Why are we going up to Michigan? You know, it was our first year anniversary. We wanted to hang out with people and we hung out with Jerome and Crystal, and we hung out with Tina G, Rob G, and Marissa. Shout out to Marissa as well. These are the OGs, the originals of City Life. Again, pre-launch days. And we just wanted to share with them you know, our hearts. We wanted to build more community. We didn't see that. You know, we thought that we outlived you know, in, in crossover at the time, and we're just like, man, we just want more. We want more depth. We want more roots, you know, not just in ministry, but life in general. And he presented to me an opportunity to come and join the City Life team and pour into and shepherd the younger generation. And of course, we were just humble, you know, humility all around. My, my wife and I, we prayed about it. We shed some tears and we're like, 
We didn't feel like God was asking us to move at that moment. But something that I left with, which was just a big nugget for us, a big wisdom nugget, was just he saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself, a higher calling. And that's what bigger trees will do to you. They'll see something in you. And I want to read this, this quote here from yours. Uh, his name is Tom Brady. I mean, Tampa Bay, let's go. Bring it up real quick. All right, so just to give you some context, uh, San Francisco 49ers coach, Steve Mariucci, he said this on passing up Tom Brady in the draft, all right? Yeah, we looked at Tommy, but we really didn't see much there. He was a decent pocket passer, but if you look at his athleticism, he couldn't run very well. I Go watch YouTube, watch his running time with the YouTube and, and the NFL draft is pretty hilarious. Um, he couldn't run very well. If only we could have opened up his chest and looked at his heart. That's what Jerome did to me. He opened up my heart, he x-rayed my heart, and he's like, yeah, you have, you have power, you have potential, you're gonna go far. But we have to believe that, right? I didn't believe that in that moment, but I saw the potential that he saw in me to actually be something bigger than what I was. So importantly, he spoke something into me that had power behind it. And a lot of times we're like, you know what? There's no power. I mean, one of the biggest lies is there's no power in words, right? Words mean nothing. Actions are something that we, we want to see. We just want to see actions. Yeah, whatever you speak about, whatever. Talk about it, but walk it out. But I dare to disagree. I dare, I dare to agree with that. Um, basically, when we're looking at power of words, look at the scriptures here. God created the heavens and the earth by what? What did he do? He spoke to it, right? Moses whacked the rock, right? Instead of what? Speaking to it. And you guys know, I don't know if you don't know, but because he did that, he disobeyed God's commandment of, of speaking to it as opposed to, and then he, he whacked it. What happened? He wasn't able to enter the promised land. How many times are we doing that in our lives? We're being disobedient. All, we're at, all God's asking for us to go to point A, point B, but we're like the Israelites going 40 years in the desert because we're not being obedient, Right? And then one of my favorite ones, Jesus calmed the storm by what? And you guys are great. Love you guys. So I need a Paul or a Polly to help me out, give a visual representation of this next part of the service. This is the part where you don't look at me to make eye contact so I don't pick on you. Let me get Booker, all right? Booker, you're going to be my Timothy, all right? Let me get a Paul. Hmm. See, Ron, come up. Give him a round of applause, guys. Come on. This could be good. Diesel up here, okay. All right, so these are weights. We're going to imagine they're 100 pounds, okay? 100 pound weights. Now, obviously, they're physical weights, right? Physical. But let's go beyond that. Let's think of them as spiritual weights. Let's think of them as emotional weight. Let's think of them as a mental weight and everything in between. I want you to hold them out, book, like that, and keep them like that. All right, everybody else should go. We're out. Have a great day. No, you got to stay here. <laughs> so Paul, the bigger tree, maybe not by size-wise, but, you know, in terms of, like, laps, Ron's got him on laps, right? We got the, the OG. We got the newbie here, the rookie. Just got married. Expecting a baby, let's go. Alexis, very soon. 
Something that's very commonly said here at City Life is proximity plus frequency equals intimacy. Now, granted, Jerome and I were a thousand miles apart, but he made himself available, and it's probably one of the best skills you could have is availability. You don't think about that usually. You good? <laughs> All right, cool. So by the way, when you're going through these weights, the Paul is supposed to just keep your arms out, right, while it's going. So if you see him like getting a little, yeah, we're starting to waver from the, from the mission, yeah, keep his arms out. Okay, cool, cool. I forgot to say that in the first service, and <laughs> Trevor was like this. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, but yes, be available, have the frequency, be in proximity if you can. Number two, it's difficult to be unhappy around someone who is joyful. Give him a dad joke right now. I'm just playing. <laughs> the role that people play in your life can determine how far you can go. It goes back to the earthly impacts to the eternal impact, the trajectory that you're going on. And a tree with strong roots laughs at storms. <laughs> this is great, guys. This is absolutely great. I feel like we're improv up here. Technically are. And then five, just because it appears someone is holding their burdens well doesn't mean that load isn't heavy. These 100 pounds over here, right? So he's holding it up. That's what a Paul does. They can hold you up. They'll hold up your arms. Or, Paul, can you take that weight from him? Please. Oh, he's sweating over there. Sorry, I don't have a Gatorade tower or anything. Man. <laughs> Thank you. Give him a round of applause, guys. Thank you. Yeah, get it in. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Oh, that was awesome. Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Proverbs 13, 20. Yeah, that's so true, right? Man, I, I shout out Gabe. I'm gonna shout him out again. You know, he's 17. 17 years old, can a lot of you guys picture where you're at? Were you in church like this? Or were you actually like paying attention in church like this? <laughs> this man is doing everything in between, like on service, during service, behind the scenes. I mean, he's killing it right now. Shout out to you, Gabe, and the next generation. Yeah. And some practical ways that your mentor, your bigotry can help you is one, understanding the Bible. The Bible is complex, y'all. Ain't nothing simple about that. Two, handling marriage advice or dating relationships. I mean, we could all use some advice there, right? We can't be too good for that. Three, managing your finances. Again, back to those spreadsheets, QuickBook. Man, please come through. <laughs> Four, helping you discover your passion or your gift. And that's ultimately what Jerome helped me to discover. It was a birth in that very room. He already saw me as somebody that was shepherding. And then five, avoiding pitfalls. There's so many pitfalls in life. Man, let me just be real with you guys. You guys know the acronym, Bible? Basic instructions before leaving earth. There's, there's tons of others, but I'm thinking like basic. Wait, what? Ain't nothing basic about the Bible. Nothing basic about the Bible. I mean, you got Noah building an ark when they don't even know how to spell rain back then because there was no rain. You know, it was like there was a drought. Everybody looking at him like he's crazy. You got Esther standing up before uh, Haman, you know, going before the king, you know, fighting for her, her people, the Jewish people. And then you got... I mean, this is, it's just crazy. And I'm thinking about basic, okay. Let me shout out to the husbands here. Husbands, look at me, eyes on me. The most important covenants that you're gonna have in your life 
are the covenant between God and a covenant between your spouse. Now imagine you went to your wife one day and you're like, yo, girl, I am so proud of you. Man, you're so basic. Uh, no, man. Oh my gosh, that's not how it is. You walk boldly before the throne. You don't walk basically through the throne. You're gonna walk boldly to that couch. Yeah, shoot. But just to talk more, um, I got my, my OG that I mentioned earlier, Marissa. She's gonna share the impact of her bigotry that she's had in her life. So give a round of applause, y'all. Thank you. Um, like Vijay said, my name is Marissa, and um, for the past 12 years now or so, I've had the opportunity of calling Crystal my bigger tree or my Polly. Um, and throughout that course of time, there's been lots of seasons of highs and lots of seasons of lows and everything in between. Um, but one thing I just want to highlight is one of those seasons of lows for me um, before we planted the church, it was back in like 2014, I was about 20 years old, I think, um, and really kind of in a pivotal season of my life where I was deciding kind of one of two paths I was going to take. Like, am I going to keep following Jesus? Am I going to pursue doing ministry um, with his church? Or am I going to do something else? And I remember in that season, a lot of the, the, my friends around me we're definitely starting to take that other path. Um, and I remember feeling very isolated, very confused, um, trying to figure out, like being 20, like you don't really know what you want to do with your life. Oftentimes, some people do, which is awesome if you do. Um, but it really was a season of just trying to figure out what's that next step. And I remember Crystal was so pivotal and so important in my life that looking back now, I know that's why I am where I am today. Um, she was so consistent in reminding me of the truth that God had already spoken to me. And I think that's what's so key for Paul's in our life is that they are able to know those truths, know the things that God has said, the identity in your life, and speak that into, into you in those seasons when maybe you can't remember it for yourself or you don't have it in front of you or you feel confused um, and that's what Crystal has been so consistent in my life, and I'm so grateful for. Um, and yeah, for, throughout all those seasons and being able to see um, where I am today, I know that has such a huge impact from the way that Crystal has invested in me. So, Keep it going. Keep it going for Marissa. Yeah. Such a blessing. Colossians 3.12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. That last one's rough, right? Patience. I want to speak specifically to my Pauls here. And don't think that just because you're a Timothy that you're not a Paul, because eventually you're going to be there if you're not already in a Paul situation. But there's this picture that I want you guys to see of a plant. Talking about plants getting rooted, right? This is the Chinese bamboo. This Chinese bamboo, the significance of this is pretty fascinating. First off, it has to be planted in the same spot. It has to be watered and fertilized in the same spot for five years. Once that five years is up, I mean, well, I should say, it doesn't start breaking the ground until that five years. Once the five years is up, it breaks ground, and then... What happens is, as you can see, the transformation. Yo, those are people down there, right? 
90 feet. Within five weeks, it grows up 90 feet. So you may not see your Pauls, right? You may not see your Timothys. You may not see that potential outlived right away. It's not a microwave type of uh, conversion or transformation sometimes. My godparents are a perfect representation of that. They were praying for me, you know, laboring in their prayers, not giving up on me. And when I had my wild days in college, and, but they saw something in me that they've always seen of me as a beloved son of God, as someone that has so much more made for them, so much more worthiness. And it came to fruition. You know, it wasn't exactly five years, but it was years. So don't give up on that, guys. And I wanna challenge you guys too. If you have your notes or you have your notepad, you have your journal, three things here. So whatever season of life you're in, who was a Paul in your life before? I want you to write it down. Past Paul. I want you to call them up, text them this week, even today. Honor them, appreciate them, show them that you care. Thank you for all the investment that I gave in your life. Number two, do you have a Paul currently in your life right now? Your current bigger tree, your current mentor. Do the same thing, honor them, appreciate them, show them you love them, show them that you care, you value them. And three, who do you see as someone who can be your Paul? Who do you see as someone who can be your Paul? Tina's gonna be playing a song called Never Leave right now. It's such a powerful song. And I wanna encourage you guys, you know, a lot of times there might be somebody in here or a lot of people in here that struggle with relationships. Like I can't keep on doing this or I don't want to do this. I'm not moving because I've gotten burned in the past. Vijay, I don't wanna do this. I've gotten burned. Trust me, I have walked that walk. Being burned is not a good thing, but if you shift your, your perspective, you pivot a little bit, being burned can also be seen as going through the fire. And what, what happens in that fire is a refining process. You're so refined and what happened, comes out in the, at the end of it is something beautiful, beauty from ashes. So I wanna encourage you guys. There's that story with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were thrown into the fiery furnace and then God was standing next to them, right? And their chains were loosened. Their chains were loosened. They were no longer bound. But sometimes when our chains are loosened, God's already taken care of it. We're still walking around like we're bound. Break free from that, guys. Break free from that. I encourage you to press in today. Just like the woman did that was sick, press in, reach for, for the garment of Jesus. Let's worship right now. You feel free to stand if you like. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.